We hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. All you NFL fans, you had a crazy Thursday with some games. We're going to break down the results of those games, then get into the AFC composition because there are two games that separate the first place AFC team from the 11th place AFC team, which means that conference is crazy and up for grabs. Then, of course, our pick six, myself, Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers podcast, and your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast, give you our picking of six huge games this upcoming weekend in the NFL. It's going to be an exciting show. Let's get into it. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. It's another Friday on the show. We hope that you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Q, I I know that you had to work all Thanksgiving. So (laughs) uh, I guess it was happy, though, because the Raiders won. Um, It was an exciting time. And you were back in Dallas, you know, back where, you know, where you've done a lot of your time. So what was that? Before we get into all the other stuff, what was that homecoming like for you? I was pretty cool, man. Being in the press box and seeing a lot of the media members. And you know how it is, man. The media is a small little fraternity anyway. And so to be back where I spent about 10 years of my uh, my uh, radio career is is pretty cool. Just see a lot of people that I haven't seen for the last five or six months. And so it was cool. But yeah, I had Thanksgiving dinner in the press box. But I'll say this. If you're going to have Thanksgiving dinner in the press box, Jerry's World is the one to have it in. The mac and cheese there is amazing. Had a nice little slice of ham. Uh, had some pulled pork nachos. Man, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it, man. I was eating. I was grubbing. I had a good one. That, 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 that sounds like a good one. I've, I've had Thanksgiving dinner at at Heinz Field and the Rooney shell out some uh, some good some good chefs, too. So if you ever get like a good owner, you know, when you're when you're covering a game, that's always the move. I will say can, I wasn't very impressed by the food that was at Heinz Field the last time. Well, when I was there, yeah, they did. They did not roll out all the stops for y'all when y'all. When y'all <laughs> they said I, it's the Raiders. Forget them. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, seriously, I think that's what actually happened, because like there's been some some weeks where it's like, whoa, they pull out the stops. Other weeks they're like, man, it's. Is the stuff that they had at the pit game yesterday? Wow, <laughs> what that's like, what it felt so, like. Yeah, so that that was that was uh, maybe there maybe the maybe the whole Steelers Raiders rivalry thing. <laughs> they just didn't want to treat you nice. Like I heard that. Um, uh, but um, as always, we appreciate y'all making this the first listen of your podcast. It listens every day. We are free and available on all platforms, just like all. Locked On Podcast uh, shows here. Um, The Locked On NFL Podcast is brought to you by Stat Hero, which is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where you versus the house when it comes to -to head-to-head fantasy matchups. It's winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. That's locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match at stathero.com. We'll get more on them later. But... Q, we got to get to these crazy Thanksgiving games because, um, okay, first of all, let's get to the let's get to the early one. This was the game that everybody was like still waking up from, right, right, because you know this. It's I, I remember my days and I was like fresh out of college and or like even when I was in college and I was visiting back home. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving was not about Thanksgiving. It was about, you know, seeing your old high school buddies and getting blasted with them and waking <laughs> up the next day and being like, oh, where's the food? Right, uh, right, so, right. So that that was that's the twelve the twelve o'clock game was always the one that I was like if I was plastered the night before that's the one I'm waking up being like that game's on oh it's the Lions we don't care uh, but the Bears did eke out a, a last second win the Lions just 
can't like they, they just keep falling like that. Um, but um, you know, there was a lot of talk this week about Matt Nagy and maybe yep. him being fired. Um, now the Bears have come out and said it won't happen in the middle of the season, but is is he a dead man walking at this point, Q? I mean, they just got Justin Fields, it's not working out, he's hurt. Um, and, and they're definitely not going to be going anywhere this year. But is is he on on? Are his walking papers already signed? Oh yeah, no doubt about it. You know, I mean, he, he he's a done deal. Uh, and I was it was funny because I was thinking about it when uh, all the reports were coming out that he was going to get fired. It's like, okay, so what exactly purpose is it going to serve if they do fire him right now? I mean, are they all of a sudden going to catch lightning in a bottle and make a run to the playoffs? No. Right. Justin Fields is injured. You know who Andy Dalton is. So I was never really a big fan of, of most teams doing that anyway. Every once in a while, there's an exception. But um, I, I just think that he's going to get fired at the end of the season. The Bears are going to try to figure out what they're going to do for, moving forward and, and see if they have their quarterback of the future. I think Justin Fields is that guy, but you don't know until you know. You don't. You don't. It's uh, you know, it's it's it could be that case. But the Bears have been looking for their franchise quarterback since they began the franchise. So uh, they, they don't want to get this one wrong. So if you feel like there's a better guy out there to groom Justin Fields into the right. franchise quarterback, go get him. Go go make that move. And now. Nagy's been so underwhelming. I mean, when they hired yeah. him away from Kansas City, remember, he was a he was an offensive guru. He was going to, you know, yeah. take their offense to another level. And I always hate when I hear teams that say that because they, you know, uh, some guy had experience with another guy. You know what I mean? Just like how many guys uh, were hired off the Sean McVay tree because they were all going to be just geniuses because they worked with Sean McVay? Eh, not so much. I was much. best friends with him one time. Right. <laughs> I had a cup of coffee with him in a Dunkin' Donuts. You know what I mean? Like, come on. So... <laughs> I just, I, I was just never a big fan of that, you know. But, but meanwhile, meanwhile, Matt Nagy, super genius, <laughs> right? Eric Bieniemy, meh, not so much. Like, like, come on. right? Exactly. So I mean, <laughs> we, you know, we know what that's about. We, well, uh, we'll see how it goes this off season. <laughs> uh, right, right. That, that that's gonna be wild. Now, uh, briefly, the, we'll we'll save the best best of the three games for last. Briefly, the Bills beat the dog snot out of uh, out of the Saints. <laughs> Who didn't see that happening? Right. I mean, I mean, the Saints, when they said Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram were out, I was like, this is going to be ugly. The Saints were lucky to get any points in this game. The Bills, though, they jump up to 7-4. and four. We'll talk about them more with the Patriots in the next game. But the, the cool game was the game that you got to cover. It was overtime. Yes, it took forever because there were 28 penalties. That was ridiculous. That, was- that should never happen in an NFL game. There should never be, regardless of how legit they are or not, there should not be 28 penalties at all in a game. There's just no way. Sean Hockley as a ref, his whole crew drives me nuts. Right. I don't, I, I don't, I don't like it, but uh, Q, one of the big things that I looked at this game and I was, you know, I came into this thinking like, man, the Cowboys should win this game. The Raiders are reeling. They've had some tough outings. Uh, you know, all this, all the stuff that with, with rugs, with Arnett, with Gruden, like there's just, it's a lot of things just heaping on the Raiders. Meanwhile, the Cowboys look like they've bounced back after their, their loss when Dak first came back to the Broncos and looked like they were on the rise, but the Raiders, coming out with a huge performance in this one, getting a big win. And that win was necessary to keep them in that tight AFC playoff race. What was your immediate takeaway just seeing, you know, what you saw from the Raiders to get this win? You know, they, they played like a team that had their back against the wall. You know, they, they played like a team that they knew their season was about to be uh, donezo. And they were on a three-game losing streak. And they said, you know what, the hell with it. Just go out there and ball. Uh, they were aggressive from the very beginning, which is something they haven't done while they were on the three-game losing streak. 
uh, that you know Derek Carr took multiple shots down the field to uh, Deshaun Jackson, and uh, because the the pass interference penalties all of a sudden became a thing, uh, he took advantage of it. You know, he said, "Hey, I'm going to give my guys a shot." In worst case scenario, maybe there'll be a PI, and there was. You know, Anthony Brown from the Cowboys was victimized four times with PI penalties. I don't think I've seen a defensive back hit four times with a PI penalty in the game, but it did happen. You know, and again, you know, someone will say, "Oh, well, then you know the Raiders." Uh, got lucky because of all the penalties. Well, the, the Raiders got called for 14 penalties as well, over 100 yards. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was 14-14. So uh, it, was, it was a rough day at the office for the, for the teams to get in a rhythm because of the penalties. But besides that, man, it was a, it was a fantastic game. Just uh, two teams that really wanted it. Uh, the Cowboys really made a run for it at the end and, and, and forced the overtime. And then the Raiders found a way to stop the bleeding and, and get that victory. And so uh, they needed it in a major way, dog. That three-game losing streak was bad. Uh, the fan base, I went into the game thinking that the game that the Cowboys were going to win the game just because the Raiders, the way they were playing. But uh, then at the same time, I said, the ones that I think that they're going to lose are the ones that they jump up and win. And that's what they did in prime time in Dallas, Thanksgiving style. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. I will say, you know, you talked about how some people said the Raiders got lucky uh, with all the penalties. You know, who never gets lucky when the penalties us, the people that cover the games, <laughs> right? Just want to go home, right? <laughs> never I can't get tell lucky. You how many times I've like, like I sat in that Steelers Lions tie, and I was like, I am in hell. I right. did something wrong with my life. This is karma. This is God talking to me. Chris, you messed up. You need to go atone. Uh, so here's your punishment. Sit through this. This five hour tie that you have. It's to ridiculous. Watch. And, and, and anyways, but last thing before we move on Q, who's closer to being a pretender between those the two teams that just that, that played that game, because both teams are in it. Both teams are in the hunt, right? right. There's no doubt about that. Like right. the, the Raiders, even though they're technically the 10 seed, if you looked at the conference charting before the Sunday's games, they're, they're 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 what two games back of, of first place like they're they're right behind the titans they they like they, they could easily jump up next week and be right in the mix of the best afc teams um the the cowboys at seven and four they're sitting at the four seed right now and right. That, that could change if the rams and the buccaneers win we'll get to their games in the uh you know in the in the third segment of this show but um with the Raiders beating the Cowboys and the Cowboys have had some suspect thoughts, especially to the AFC West. Yeah. Are the Raiders more contenders than the Cowboys or is, are one of these teams a true pretender? And we're going to find out in the next few weeks. I think that they're both kind of in the same category right now, man. I mean, and I know the Cowboys have a couple more wins under their belt, or at least one more win under their belt as they have seven wins and the Raiders have six now. But I'll tell you, man, the Cowboys have lost three out of four. The Raiders have lost the last three out of four. I mean, you know what I mean? Now, they, they won this one. They won Thanksgiving, and that's great. But, I mean, they had a three-game losing streak. So, out of the last four games, they lost three of them. So, I mean, uh, they're very close to the same. Um, I think that the Cowboys, because they have that seventh win, you got to give them a little bit more props. I feel like the Raiders are still kind of backed into that corner, and they got to play with their hair on fire. And, really, they got to just kind of play desperate the rest of the way. They have one more game outside of the AFC, and then the rest of the way, the rest of the season are all AFC games. So, I mean, that's going to be huge as well. They got the Washington football team coming up next Sunday, and then after that, AFC, 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 AFC. I mean, those could all end up being major. We're going to talk about in segment number two how, you know, there's only a couple games to separate uh, number one seed and number 11 seed. Well, they can end up going from 10 to 1 or th 2 or 3, whatever, based off of what the rest of that season is going to be and all those AFC games. So, I mean, it's going to be a hell of a challenge the rest of the way, but it should be fun. That's what the NFL wants. They want the parody, and they want to keep the fan bases uh, locked in because, well, you never know what's going to happen to your favorite team.
Absolutely. And you never know because you, you, you could be one minute. You could think like, oh, uh, you know, you're out of it. And then yep. you're all of a sudden you get a few wins and now you're back in it. Look at right. the Colts. You know, who would have, you know, it's crazy. I said the Colts were going to be a competitive team before the season. The way they played early on, I was like, well, forget that. <laughs> there goes that prediction. Here they are. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, here they are. They're like, oh, wow. That was, uh, that, you know, that they're they're right back in it. Right. So, uh, you know, you know, Q, you said AFC, AFC, AFC. That's what we'll be doing in the second segment here. But first, got to talk to you guys about Stat Hero. No one plays da- daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. And you can do a lot of winning at Stat Hero. Your traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. But at Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports platform where it's just you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup where it's winner take all the crazy part stat hero shows you their lineups before you play you handpick the team that you want to face one-on-one this is never before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid as has stat hero stat hero players clocking odds that are over four times better than their competitors why because you don't have to compete against thousands of other experts or unknowns and other uh, other factors. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. Well, Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for. And Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be. One-on-one. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash LockedOn. And use promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match when you make your first deposit. At stathero.com slash locked on, use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on, terms and conditions apply. Keeping it rolling here in the Locked On NFL podcast, the Friday edition. Chris Carter, your boy Q, coming at you on a Friday. We hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving and got to enjoy some turkey, some family, all the things here, breaking it down. Now, Q, let's take a look at this AFC. Uh, your Raiders, they they won, they won, they got back off, they are off the schneid, they're back up to six and five, but they're the 10 seed at six and five, which is crazy to think. And, you know, a lot of people, we talked about how the NFC was looking like it was just a crazy good conference. The the seven seed in the in the NFC is five and five, five and five. The uh, you have a twelve seed in in the Broncos at five and five in the AFC. Right. But it's it's not because there's all these teams that have nine and ten wins or anything like that. In fact, nobody has ten wins right now. Um, it's all about the team, all these teams that are hovering around that seven and four, six and four, uh, you know, range right now. Right. Um, and, and, you know, we were talking about this off air, the Titans eight and three, they're currently the one seed, but the Ravens at seven and three are a half game back. The, mm-hmm. the bills now they're a game behind them at, at the three seed. You can go all the way down to your Raiders at six and five and the Browns at six and five. And they're the 10th and 11 seeds right <laughs> now in the AFC. They're two games back. And, but they're, eight spots back it's ridiculous no it is it's wild man i mean you can just you can make an argument for just about every one of those teams through one through 11 you can make an argument for why they should be really good and why they should be considered a team that can make a deep run in the playoffs or why they're not going to make a deep run in the playoffs i mean i literally could find the achilles heel on every one of these teams and it's just it's so crazy how it's changed how the climate has changed over the last few weeks and of course, Tennessee, as you mentioned, sitting there as the number one seed. But to me, Chris, I mean, no Henry, no Henny. You know what I mean? Like, you get no love if Henry's not there. I just I just don't see it. And I know that they've done okay. But if I had to pick a nope. quarterback between Tannehill and Jackson and Mahomes and Allen, Tannehill's my last guy I'm picking. 
no Henry, no Henny. You like Henny's that, huh? You get when you win. You like, oh, hey, man, yeah, man, keep it real, man. You know, I mean, I mean I'll take, I'll take Henny when I win or lose. I'll I know you, right you will. I know you will. <laughs> I know you will. No shame in oh, your game. Man. No, there's no shame in my game. You found that out when you came to Pittsburgh. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but okay, back to back to these this, this AFC team. I, I, these AFC teams, excuse me. Uh, two teams that I'm looking at specifically in the AFC East: the Bills and the Patriots. Whew. Both sit at seven and four, which is ridiculous. How impressive though are the Patriots? It's ridiculous. I mean, really, this is why Bill Belichick's a great coach. I mean, he just, you know, he they went and got a rookie quarterback, and they paid a, a ton of money out the wazoo to get the build up on free yep. agents, and here they are competing. And in like early on the season, they they, they stunk. Everyone was clowning them. <laughs> Tom Brady's still winning the divorce, all these things, and now all of a sudden they're on a tear. They're seven and four, and they play the Titans this weekend. We'll, we'll get break down that matchup later. But the, if they beat the Titans, they'll be putting themselves in a chance to have a shot at the one seed by the end of. I mean, Sunday. think about this: if they beat the Titans, <laughs> if they beat the Titans, yeah, exactly. I mean, Tennessee will be eight and four, and the and the uh, Patriots will be eight and four with the rookie quarterback, a rookie with quarterback, a rookie quarterback, and and and, and I mean, they, uh, they have a culture there, though, Chris. They have a culture where they, they have, have I, they've which, identified the players that they like mm-hmm. that fit in what they with what they do. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. what every other team needs or wants or looks for, but it's what they need and what they look for and what they want, and they fit it into what they do, and they know what they have. And Mac Jones has been this the constant, constant. I got to give him a lot of props because I didn't think he was going to be that dude coming into the draft, but. You know, he's more than just a national champion that, uh, that uh, you know, was a bus driver and just threw it to all the talent around him on the field. I mean, he, he he's a good he's a damn good player. And the Patriots found him one. They certainly did. And I mean, going to your point here about about the Patriots, you know, I talk about this a lot with the Steelers. Organizational integrity is such a big part of this game that people don't really talk about because it's not something you can see on film. It's not something that you read in stat lines. But when an organization knows how to assemble rosters, knows how to set the tone, mm-hmm. that changes everything. Yep. You know, that's why the Steelers, teams like the Steelers, the Patriots, the Packers, teams that just they know they know how to be competitive. They know how to reload even when things aren't going their way, and they're going to find a way to be competitive again. You know, this, this you know, it's 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 just what they do. And it's also when when teams don't have have that. You know, I said this about the Jaguars back in 2017 when they were red hot. They just they barely lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. I'm like, you know, it, it, they have a lot of talent. They have the talent that could get them to a Super Bowl, but I'm not sure if they if their organization is ready to keep to sustain that. And they right. weren't, and that's why the Jaguars had a first overall pick last year, and they're going to be in the top five again this year. So, um, you know, it's it, there, there's real stuff to that, and the Patriots appear to have it. Uh, but I, I'm really intrigued. You know who's gonna you know, who's gonna come out of the AFCs because you know the they're they're now tied with the Bills um, and of course they get to play this weekend and you know if they if they win they'll have the half game up on the Bills right. um, but you know the Bills they're supposed to be the unstoppable team and they destroyed the Saints uh, they you know they've had they've had two shutouts this season almost had one against the Saints again this weekend granted the Saints were you know destroyed by injuries but the Bills you know. There's no team that has stayed atop the NFC, the, a- the AFC this year. The Ravens thought they were that. Well, they lost to the Dolphins. The Titans, you know, have been holding on to it for a couple weeks now. But we saw last week at the way they played, and now they're going to play a tough, a tough Patriots team. Right. I just, I don't know if there's a top dog anywhere. You know, I think that the top dog in the AFC, and it's going to be funny to talk about. I think it's the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> it still is just, just by default. I mean, I think they're is. getting their mojo at the right time. 
I mean, you yeah. know, think about it. They destroyed the Raiders in Allegiant Stadium. Then they beat up on the uh, on the Cowboys, and they didn't do it offensively. They did it defensively. Their defense the def- started to turn the, the corner. Playing the way they did was inspiring. Yeah, I, like, I mean, here. you know, once they said that Patrick Mahomes was was getting figured out, and the Kansas City Chiefs window was closed, and I know that I was a guy that said, "Hey, maybe the window is closing," but I also said it's a Kansas City Chiefs, so I'm not going to put dirt on them because they're just too damn talented. I right. think they could vary. You, you you could look up and down and say, if you trust any of those quarterbacks out of all the teams in the AFC, who do you trust Definitely. the most? It's got to be Patrick Mahomes. There's no doubt about. But uh, Q, why do we do this all the time? You know, and I don't mean you and me, but I mean just just like sports media. When when a team that we know is is going to be really good at, at some point, they slump. They go into a slump. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. When people were saying, "Is he done?" I was right. like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like the guy's been lighting it up at a ridiculous pace for years. Eventually, NFL defenses are going to catch up a little bit and make him have to do some other things. But you see his cannon. You see right. how he reads the field. Eventually, he's going to adjust right back, and it's going to take. And and he's going to start making plays again and we've already seen him start to do that so i i just i can't stand it when people go the route of right oh this guy's done just because of a couple bad weeks when when they've established years of a track record of excellence so um you know i i'm with you i think i'd still go with the chiefs right now because that offense is ridiculous and the defense yep. is playing better um uh, but at the same time this time next week, we could be sitting here and saying that, you know, it's the Patriots with the way they beat up on the Titans or the Titans if they beat off the Patriots. And, you know, it, it could be it could be a lot of different things there. Um, you know, but again, you know, the Chargers had a big had a big win last last week. You know, where, you know, do they continue that on a roll yeah. you know, in two or three weeks? This whole p- playoff picture, they get flipped upside down. This season is comical, man. It's just so funny if you think about just the parody. And uh, again, the NFL loves this. You know, every fan base is staying engaged. Raider Nation was already like done. They were turning in the card for the end of the season. Like it's a wrap. It's donezo. You know, who's going to be the new head coach? Is there going to be a new GM? Is there going to be a new quarterback and then all of a sudden they get a victory over the Cowboys and it's like well hold on you're saying there's a chance hold on now you beat Washington that's seven wins then you got a bunch of AFC games maybe you can get it you know lightning in a bottle and find a way to get to 10 wins and if you get to 10 wins maybe you're talking about the playoffs with the parody man that's the thing about it the team I mean Cleveland who's right now currently in 11th I mean the Raiders in 10th they technically can all make the playoffs. I mean, they have a they all have a, a, a right to say we're still in the playoff hunt, even though it doesn't look great for those teams, but they're still in it. They're still alive, and that's what the NFL wants right now because every fan base is still going to be locked in. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you on that. It's 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 such it makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. There's a lot of fun games this weekend. They're going to play into those races. We'll get to some of those top games in the in our final segment. But first, we got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Black Friday. Built is going all out to make this Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that ever was in the history of Black Fridays. There's new limited time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland of a deal. You want a high end delicious at, at a, dis, a deliciousness at a dis- discount all through black friday weekend get at least 20 percent off anything and everything at built.com just enter the promo code locked 20 it's l-o-c-k-e-d two zero all capital letters all one word 
There's a new flavor called Ruby Chocolate Puffs. It has marshmallowy goodness covered in unique chocolate, Ruby Chocolate. This has been never been done before with Built Bar. There's dark chocolate, there's white chocolate, but now there's Ruby Chocolate joining the Built Bar Club. Ruby Chocolate has, has a beautiful rose color, perfect for the holidays. It's an actual type of chocolate that has a berry taste to it. It's unique and delicious. They also have another new flavor, Lemon Dipped Cheesecake Puffs. Do you, do you love lemon cheesecake? You'll then you'll love lemon dip cheesecake puffs. They they are tangy taste of lemon, sweet cheese cheesecake, and a marshmallow mellowy puff, all covered in chocolate. It's lemon cheesecake sized taste, but without the cheesecake sized calories. No need to fight angry crowds. Crowds. No camping out for hours. Your best Black Friday deals are at Built. Tis the season to save and get your taste buds. The gift of Built Bar, 20% off Built Bars, and two free Crave Bars are all at Built.com. Plus, you can get 60% off Built Broth and Built Boost and 40% off Built Swag. Just enter the code LOCK20 at Built.com. We're also brought to you by Bet Online. It's Thanksgiving weekend. We all know what that means. Football. Nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. We hope that you got plenty of turkey on Thursday and you got plenty of leftovers to watch to help you with your football this weekend. But also helping you is Bet Online because they've got you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus by using promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on all capital letters all one word and you'll receive that 50% welcome bonus and it's not just football bet online has pro and college hoops nhl boxing ufc even your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and bet online where we're stuffed with deals this thanksgiving now after I said that mouthful, Q, let's get to the picks. We got some really good ones coming up coming up this week. And uh, let's start with the game that I'm going to be uh, keeping my eye on covering. The Steelers at the Bengals. Steelers are 5-4-1. The Bengals at 6-4. and four. Um, This is going to be an interesting showdown. The Bengals beat the Steelers in Heinz Field in week two of this season, or week three, excuse me, because um, that was the Raiders was week two. Um, but uh, this, the, when the Bengals beat the Steelers, they beat them 24-10, and Tyler Boyd, um, who's from Pittsburgh, uh, went out and said uh, that the Steelers quit in that game. And I was asking the Steelers after that game, I was like, hey, so, like, you guys heard that. And, they're, and, and they were like, you know, you know, we're not – you know, we don't put that on any bulletin boards, but I'm telling you right now, you <laughs> – that's on a bulletin board. I don't care what nobody says. They remember that. I think that they're coming into this game. One thing that mattered in that game, they didn't have TJ Watt or Alex Highsmith. TJ Watt's been practicing this week, and it looks like he's going to stand a good chance of playing. They also got Minka Fitzpatrick back. Joe Hayden looks like he'd be back. The defense is getting healthy at the right time. I'm taking the Steelers. Who you got? You know, it's interesting, man, because I saw Cincinnati up close and personal, and I wasn't very, you know, impressed by them. Really, their offense wasn't very good. In my, I mean, not, I don't want to say very good. It just wasn't very impressive. You know, they they really underperformed, but the Raiders just couldn't get anything going. Uh, but with that being said, you know, Big Ben, I don't really know how much I could trust him right now. I, I, I liked a, a little bit of the Steelers, you know, what they had going on. I thought, okay, maybe they're starting to turn the corner. Then COVID hit, these guys are out. Then the injuries hit, these guys are out. They're coming back. I mean, man, it's just so – this was a tough one, really. I mean, my, my brain now is kind of stuck on saying that the Bengals are going to win these games because I've, I've been brainwashed to think that the Bengals are going to win these games. But then again, my, my long-term heart says that there's just no way that the Bengals are going to win this game. But 
I mean, it's just, it's so, I mean, because, you know, like, re- recent history tells me, oh, Cincinnati's not going to win this one. But I'm going to roll with the Bengals, man. I'm going to roll with the Bengals one more time. I think Joe Mixon's going to come off the big game he had against the Raiders and potentially have another big game against the Steelers. So uh, I'm going to ride Mixon and the, and the Bengals in this one. Could be a big factor. The Bengals, uh, they, they have a really balanced attack on offense. Yep. Mike Tomlin talked about that on Tuesday. I think it's going to be a really good game between both teams. Uh, seven and three bucks at the six and five Colts. The Colts, Oof. man, they keep being an upstart. They keep coming out of nowhere and beating teams. It's just, just when you think that they're done, uh, when you think they're finished, it's like, all right, time to go off and you know finish your season and just disappear from the playoffs. Here they are beating the Titans or beating whoever they're, they're up against, and now they're up this up against the seven and three Buccaneers at home in Indy. But I'm going with the Bucks. They, 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 they're a team. I think that they're going to start. They're going to start clicking a little bit more. They're, I think, the more talented roster. Tom Brady, he owns Indianapolis. He's going to continue doing so in this game. You know, it's funny, man. It's not very many weeks that we have a bunch of different differences. You know, what I mean, and usually it's about three or four <laughs> games in before we start having differences. But mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with the run game. I think that's going to be a theme for me this week. You know, I'm going to stick with the run game. I think Jonathan Taylor brings the heat like he did last week. And I think the Indianapolis found something with that. And Tampa Bay's defense isn't quite what it was when they won the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. I mean, it's a little bit, there's some cracks in the armor. You can see that there's a little bit of issues here and there. Uh, Devin White's playing good, but he's not playing great. You know, I mean, the, the corners are playing good, but they're not playing great. I think that Jonathan Taylor gives them a heavy dose of himself. Uh, is running downhill uh, behind his shoulder pads, and I think that the Colts find a way to get another victory. And Tom Brady comes back uh, angry for next week. Certainly, very certainly very could happen. And the Colts have been upstarts. We keep an eye on that. Now, big AFC showdown: the eight and three number one seed Titans play the seven and four mm. Patriots. The Patriots have been red hot. The Titans Ooh. just had a disappointing loss. They still don't have Derrick Henry. I'm going with the Patriots. They're at home. They've been playing really good football. Their defense is playing at a high level. The Titans, they've been up and down on defense. And now without Derrick Henry, they're just, they, and Julio Jones is, is, has been hurt up. A.J. Brown has been playing. Who didn't best. see that coming? I, yeah. Didn't yeah. we say that at the beginning of the year and Titan fans got all angry at us? And they're like, yeah. how do you talk about Julio Jones not going to be the man? Because he's injured. He's injured mm-hmm. and he's injured. And he's been injured throughout the whole year for the Titans. So I didn't mean to cut you off, but I will say I, I, I agree with you. I think the Patriots win this one. I'm sticking with the running game theme. I think that their defense, Mac Jones, is doing just enough. And the fact that they can run the ball. I think this is yeah. a, a big weekend for running the ball. It's almost December. You know, it's 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 getting colder outside. I mean, there's a lot of factors that, that play into it. But I think that being able to run the ball late in the season, late November, early December, early January is a big factor in the NFL. So uh, all three teams that I've picked have teams – have abilities to run the rock so i'm rolling with the patriots in this one now here's another interesting matchup here you have a melvin gordon revenge game he's going uh, back around with the well. broncos uh, <laughs> that's not the running back i'm picking <laughs> you can leave that cat outside he's man. Like, i was i was on a, he was like you were on a roll with the running backs until i said melvin yeah gordon. <laughs> boo Okay, so the six and four Chargers are at the five and five Broncos. Huge game for both teams. Yeah. This could be, you know, season pivotal plays or even pivotal opportunities here. If the Broncos lose, they drop to five and six, and they'll probably fall out of the playoff picture. And they've been kind of hanging on by a thread as it is. If the Chargers lose, they'll drop down to six to six and five, and this would have been a horrible t- chance for them that they because they 
could jump them right themselves right in the mix to be seven and four, tied with where the Patriots are right now before going into this game. I'm going with the Chargers for that reason, though. They're a better team. Justin Herbert's a better quarterback. Austin Eckler's a better running back. Boom. I think they got everything lining up their way. That's how this game's gonna flow. No doubt. And I'm not even gonna go with the running back theme. I'm gonna stick with uh, Justin Herbert in this one. You you're spot on with that. Herbert's just a really good quarterback, man. Only in his second year. Uh, the the league has a special one in Herbert, and the Chargers have a special one as well. Uh, I, I definitely think that they get it done that way, and uh, Denver will probably throw up a couple passes that will be picked off or turn into turnovers. Uh, just Denver always has a way of turning the rock over a couple times, so uh, I think that the Chargers do get that victory. Now, I'll tell you what, if Denver comes away with that victory, wow, now all of a sudden the AFC West sure does look a little bit crazier, you know? So we'll, we'll see what happens and exactly how it shakes out because Kansas City uh, is on a bye this week, so... Uh, you know, they're already they're going to be at seven wins. If uh, the Chargers were to to win, they'd be at seven wins, you know, and if they were to lose then all of a sudden uh, the Chargers drop back and they're looking they're they're having the same record as the Raiders, even though they, they have the tie break right now as they got a game up on the Raiders uh, and then the, the Broncos. So, I mean, it's that AFC West is 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 wild, man. But I do think the Chargers win this one. It's going to be exciting. Now, here's probably the game of the week that everyone's going to be paying attention to the seven, three Rams at the eight and three Packers, though. We mm. don't know what's up with Aaron Rodgers. Apparently. He's showing off his feet on. So tired of that dude, man. So tired of that dude. I like hell of a quarterback, Hall of Famer, but I'm so tired of that dude. Like I pick, I pick against him now just because I'm just tired of him. I'm serious, and I hate to do that because he's a hell of a player, and I like to go and I like to watch, you know, greatness. I like to see what Devontae Adams could do. I know that they're a hell of a team with Aaron Rodgers, but man, this dude between you know, being immunized and not vaccinated and now having some kind of toe injury and it's not COVID toe, it's called broken toe or whatever he's talking about. I mean, it's just like kick rocks, homeboy. I mean, he just, he looks like that dude that just, he's been wandering around the desert for years or whatever. Yeah. And just, I don't know, man, it's just something about him that really irks me. And so I'm just, I got to go against him regardless. Q is irked. He's going with the Rams. I'm yeah. going with the Rams because they can run the football too. Yep. Uh, Daryl Henderson's going to get busy. They don't. They're not dealing with all this this Aaron Rodgers mess. They'll come in with the victory. Final game here. Now this is a game where I think both teams have the ability to run the ball just in different ways. The six and five Browns at the seven and three Ravens. It's Sunday night football. I, a lot of people will be watching this one. This is the 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 Browns. They they Cleveland still hates Baltimore for taking away of their course. franchise. Um, and uh, Baltimore just hates Cleveland just because they're AFC North team. Um, but this is a game where the Ravens can put some real separation between them and the rest of the AFC North. There will be the Steelers or the Bengals will lose this week, so they get they'll get a game up on them if they win. I think the Ravens do win this one. They're at home. Yes, Lamar Jackson's been dealing with whatever stomach issues been going on. Yeah, what was There's that? That they right that was that's still weird. I, he 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 needs to get that checked out because, uh, you know, last year we we remember he had the poop game against the Browns. Yeah, yeah. and came back and won. Um, but the 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 Ravens toughed out a, a, a really tough win last week without him. Um, and uh, that was a sign to me. It's like okay, they're gonna keep finding ways to do to win weird games like this. Meanwhile, while the Browns. There, the, the, the Browns just still ain't selling me. Baker Mayfield's yelling at the at the Browns fans and the media. Jarvis Landry's right. talking about you know there's problems in the office. There's so much going on that's just distracting in Cleveland. While the Ravens are just focused on winning, I'm gonna go with Baltimore. Yeah, you know it, it's really strange. Um, I I like Baltimore. I don't in, in this game in particular, but I don't think that they're that good of a team. You know, we talked about the AFC teams in segment number two. I, I don't think that they're that great of a team. They're probably going to come away with their eighth win, but similar to Tennessee, it's kind of like, eh, 
You know, that they have warts. You know, they're, they're just not that domin- dominating Baltimore Ravens team that they've been for years. And, yeah, they're finding ways to win games, and so it's weird to say that. But I just I don't think when push comes to shove, they're going to be that stinking good. But I do think they're going to be that stinking good in this game. So I think they'll win this one. But I kind of look at them as – and we're, I know we're not doing pretenders and contenders. I kind of look at them as a pretender moving forward. I just think that they're good. I just don't think they're great. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be time. Time will show who is who in this situation. But so we agree on. So we agree on Rams. We agree on Ravens. We agree on Patriots. But but you have the Colts. I have the Bucks. You have the. Uh, or we we also agree on apparently. I guess the Chargers. We both picked that. But you have the, the 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 Colts. I have the Bucks, and you have the Bengals, and I have the Steelers. So there are. I have any team that's going against Green Bay. Any t- every week is so even if the Lions plan. Hey man, there's all. Hey, you're guaranteed to miss a shot you don't take. <laughs> <laughs> They're just tired Aaron of Aaron Rodgers, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shout out to Peter Bukowski who does a fantastic job locked on Packers. But man, I'll tell you, then that Aaron Rodgers dude, he's just and he's a weird cat. Anyway, he's a different dude, and that's okay. Being different's that's fine. fine. I like weird. I like different dudes, but this guy, man, I just. He just is getting on my nerves. I've just had too much different. You know, it's just like, come on, man. You you know, you you didn't have to you didn't have to go there. Like you're you're just doing too much. You, he's putting twenty on ten. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to do that. Twenty on ten. <laughs> no, but you're right. I mean, this and, and again, I get when you're when you're the superstar, when you when you could say, Hey, you know, I, I run stuff around here, I get it. You can say what you want, do what you want, but he's doing the most yes and that i think that's too much i think that's the the big the big the biggest problem here um but uh i'm not gonna pick against him just because of that q can absolutely do it that's his right i own um, it <laughs> and I, I, I own it um but q thanks so much as always for doing this show with me it's a pleasure man let me can find you follow you and get more of your work well you can find me in the hotel right now right here in central texas <laughs> <laughs> no but really uh, on twitter at your boy q254 you can find I always tweet out a link to all, all the Locked On Raiders podcast shows, Locked On Bets. You could always find me and my uh, me and uh, Lee Sterling, uh, who does a fantastic job on that show as well. And uh, of course, here with you on the Locked On NFL podcast on Fridays. Again, at your boy Q two five four and and Chris. I know you got a bunch of different outlets that you can find. Uh, people can find you at. Where can they get you? Well, I'm at, I'm not at a hotel. I'm at my aunt Leslie's, so that's where I'm. Shout out to Aunt Leslie. What's up? Yeah, Leslie's got all the Steelers trinkets. Y'all should see the basement. It's like a trophy room. Um, but uh, I'm Chris Carter. You can always find me on Locked On Steelers podcast, just like you find Q, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Hit, hit the subscribe button to our YouTube channels. Hit the like button on our on the videos. Just hit this like button on this video if you're watching on the Locked On NFL channel. Um, you can also read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com, where I cover the Steelers and the University of Pittsburgh's football and basketball teams. They've got a big game against Syracuse this weekend. They'll be playing in the ACC championship game. I will be at the ACC championship game. So if you want to learn more about Kenny Pickett, that's that superstar quarterback that everyone's talking about for the Heisman Trophy and maybe should be the top pick at the quarterback position this year, check out my work. I do a lot of film work on him at DKPittsburghSports.com. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's your boy Q. We'll be back with you next week when we won't be having to record after Thanksgiving Day games. (laughs)